lips to God's ears about me buying so many Apple devices, and that's a great way to start the 91st episode of the Overclock ZA Podcast, South Africa's most accessible tech podcast. I am Lindsay Shooters, Sharpshooters on social media, that opinion guy on the internet, and I'm joined as always by the editor of the largest consumer technology magazine in South Africa, Gavin Dudley. Gavin, how are you doing? Hello. You didn't do that funny intro where I forget that you're about to intro me. You had that awkward <laughs> half a second pause like we've had in the last three episodes. Yeah, that Good thing. Even though I was prepared. I was prepared this time. That okay. joke got tired last week, Evan. That joke got tired. <laughs> right. We have moved on. We are adults now. You're right. We are adults. We are adults right. who just watched the live stream for the Galaxy Note 20 launch. Samsung Galaxy Unpacked. Not just Note 20, Note 20 Ultra. Both 5G devices, we are getting an LTE flavor of the Note 20 in South Africa. Um, those are all up for pre-order as you hear this. Um, with pre-order, you get 4,000 Rand voucher to spend on the e-commerce store, which is pretty cool. I dig that. Um, yeah. Um, newly yeah, so stuff. The sort of side announcement that I think is easily overlooked is that Samsung has launched its own online store, but we don't have to dwell on that. Okay. Yeah. So home um, delivery, all those things, everything is there. So these are the devices that launched. It is the Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra. Then it is the Tab S7 and S7, Tab S7 Plus, the Galaxy Buds Live, and the Z Fold 2. That's a lot of devices, Gavin. Oh, and the Watch 3, the Galaxy Watch 3. So the rotating bezel comes back. Um, it's got ECG, which is functional in South Africa. And it has blood pressure monitoring the first in a smartwatch. <laughs> However, I mean, you should just, just pause for a moment and understand these are Samsung's premium blimmin' products. All this yes. stuff is outrageously expensive. I mean, well, I mean, I say outrageously expensive. What I mean is uh, you're paying over the odds for these kind of products. But of course, with Samsung, you know that you're paying, you, you got the premium brand here, especially in the phone world. So, you know, be expecting to pay that. I mean, that Tab 7 must be close to 20 grand, I'm sure. What, what is it, like 17, 18? Yeah, that, did, did we get the price? going to be right up there. Um, no, why, we didn't why get don't local you, pricing for that. Why don't you run through that whole list with the prices that we have, just for context before we get into okay, the products? Okay, so we only, have, we only have pricing for the confirmed pricing for the Galaxy Note 20 devices. So starting at the low end, the Note 20 LTE, that is... 25,000 rand. I think we maybe then have to the make the low end in air quotes there. Okay, starting <laughs> at the low end, <laughs> the very average phone for 25,000 rand. Okay. Then you get, you're stepping uh -huh. up, you're adding in 5G to that Note 20, and you are paying 27,000 rand. And then you're stepping up to the big boy, the Note 20 Ultra, the star of the show, 37 thousand rand gavin okay sit the down five sit down <laughs> sit down jeez oh, come on i mean as I, i've said the last podcast and the podcast before that it's actually shameful to actually bring out products with those kind of price tags in this kind of climate i mean i i see that one of the first questions that came in was in fact duncan mcleod going just how many of these are you expecting to sell in the current climate? You know, and they kind of skirted around that a bit. Yeah. It doesn't matter, Gavin. It doesn't no, matter. Let doesn't. people sell what they need to sell. So, note okay, 20. Tell us what's fantastic about them. 
strangely departs from the note kind of design um, where it's now flat screen, um, 6.7 inches, full HD, um, 60 hertz, so no high refresh rate. Um, it doesn't do the infinity curve around the edges sort of thing. And the, the corners are actually quite rounded, so it looks more like an S device than a Note device. And then the Note 20 Ultra, that is a 6.9 diagonal OLED, um, quad HD, up to 120 hertz refresh rate. And that sure. is the traditional squared off corners kind of note design that we've come to know and love over the last mm. five, six years, and the infinity edge as it falls off along the sides. So you're huh. getting that premium build quality. Um, both of them have triple cameras on the back. Uh, the Note 20 Ultra obviously has the laser autofocus assist. And yeah, we spoke about that at length. I'm not going to bore you guys. The thing that really stands out for me, as I said in my S20 Plus review, Samsung's game, or at least their differentiator in 2020. Because, I mean, all the phones are pretty much the same now. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. can, yeah, like, yeah. 8K recording and all that stuff. Their real standout differentiator is their software and particularly their, their little affair that they're having with Microsoft, which is just growing with every new announcement. And this time, Samsung Notes and Reminders sync with OneNote and Microsoft to do, which then just I I don't need a new another note taking app. Sorry, Gavin, we're gonna have to move this entire our podcast note taking to OneNote now because that's where all my note taking workflow <laughs> is gonna come. <laughs> okay, I mean the thing about note taking is a bit weird because OneNote is extremely powerful and it's already available to all phones, even those people who want to use their finger like a stylus, but. I mean, you know, Samsung's Note always has differentiated itself through the use of the stylus. And for that reason, it's developed a very sophisticated note-taking app. But what's the point in them getting into bed with Microsoft? You know, are you suggesting we should be taking our notes in the Samsung Note app and then syncing it up into the Microsoft app? Why not just take the notes in the Microsoft app, you know? I don't um, understand. Because then you get to use that quick launch um, feature. Uh, where you pull the the pen out and you write on the on the screen without like having to wake your device. Yeah. Okay. The three people who use that feature. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It is. It is a jolly useful feature. Okay. For those who missed it, what happens is you can just whip the phone out, whip the stylus out from your pocket, and just start writing on the screen. You don't have to wake anything up, switch anything on for the quick notes. You know. Mm, very yeah. interesting. Now okay. that syncs to one, um, so you can have it on all your devices. It works with your Outlook calendar. It works. I know you a big Outlook power user, Gavin. Big time. I know you. Big time. <laughs> Loving my Outlook. Um, yeah. Uh, that that's awesome. And then obviously there's the Xbox. What's it? The Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is also integrated. So it's like cloud-based gaming. You can pick up um, on all your Game Pass games where you've left off. Pair it with the Xbox controller. Um, actually, in the state in South Africa, if you are, yeah, I said this already. If you are pre-ordering, like tonight until the twenty-third of August, I think um, units will start shipping on the twenty-first. You get a four thousand rand voucher. In the states, you can get the gaming bundle, and they will ship you a Bluetooth controller and a little clasp stand thing as you part know, of your your. Package. You know what's weird. It's not the first time this has happened. In fact, this is the third time this has happened, where Samsung announces a whole set of gaming features 
to go with the Note phone, which we traditionally associate with business. Samsung's yeah. S phones are normally the consumer model, and the Note phones are the business model. Why is the third time they announced the gaming features on the business model? Last time they announced you could get special Fortnite skins and stuff on the Note 10. On the Note 10, the version before that was the Vulcan thing, which was the optimized gaming data yeah. system inside the phone. And, you know, all these things, they keep announcing them on the Note. I just wonder why, instead of announcing them on the S-series. Oh, uh, well, neither here nor there. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, give, us, briefly, give us, they, give us they one briefly, more reason to buy a Note. One more reason to buy a Note. It's a what? new Note. You either know <laughs> user or you not. <laughs> okay, but you, you were going I, I thought, on earlier about some oh, special yes. feature. Live sync notes, um, as you are writing and jotting down, um, I, I don't quite know. I didn't catch how exactly you do it. It happened very fast in the, in the, in the thing. And I mean, we just finished it now, so I couldn't go back and watch everybody's videos about it because all of their content is out on YouTube right now. Um, it came up like before the live stream even started, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but you can embed audio so you can like record audio and embed it on the point where you were writing mm. so when you like re reviewing your notes later you can just like hover on that or like press on it and it will play the audio that you captured and that yeah. is just as a journalist Especially for as a, journalists yeah, yeah taking notes in meetings yeah yeah and interviews absolutely yeah. Okay, but then you were going on about some ultra-wide something, something... Uh, ultra-wide band. Right. Ultra-wide yes. band. So the, uh, remember, <laughs> cast your mind back to about a year ago at uh -huh. WWDC when in iOS 13 they were talking about the ultra-wide band and directional um, sharing and all that thing. So the thing is, so, okay, last week we told you about Android that launched um, Nearby Share across all, I think it's reached all... Um, Android 7 and up devices by now. It's reached like my older devices as well, which is quite cool. Um, and okay. that's like an, it's, it's the equivalent of Apple's AirDrop. So it's like yep. wireless file sharing, data devices sharing. Devices form um, a quick peer-to-peer -peer connection yeah. through Wi-Fi for quickly transferring large files. Yeah. Okay. So with ultra-wideband technology, there's a sensor, like a NFC sensor, but like on steroids. And you just kind of point it in a direction um, of another ultra-wideband capable device, and then that device will reach the top of the nearby share list. So it will like give you who's nearby, but like who's like who are you actually trying in to share in the direction with, you're right? pointing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Apple has never actually quite brought this to market yet, but it is here now on Samsung devices with ultra-wideband technology built in, and it extends into their SmartThings network. And yeah, it's just it's just cool. I, I dig one it. Of those it's things, the future. It's one of those things. It's a brilliant technological idea. It ends up being a sort of a niche case use until someone discovers like a mass use case for it. It'll just remain a niche idea. You know, a handful of people only will ever use it unless someone develops some kind of app or some kind of game or some kind of use for it, you know. Mm. Mm, okay. So, I mean, I otherwise we just got top end processing power, top end specs top-end yeah. cameras, one or two new interesting novelty technologies, and yeah. the price is only marginally above what the S-series was. So with starting prices around 24, it goes up well over 30 if you want a fully spec model for the 5G and so on. Okay, mm -hmm. right. Um, how much time do you want to spend on this tablet? I mean, I've recently gotten interested in the tablet market again, but these the tab uh, Samsung has 
well, technically three series of tablets, but I yeah. think we really only get the A series and the S series in South Africa. The S series is the ultimate super luxury range. The mm -hmm. A series is the every man mid mid middle range. So the S series really are quite pricey in my opinion. Yeah. The S6 Lite was an excellent product, but it wasn't cheap. It was nearly 10,000 Rand, I think, for a light version of the previous top end mm. model. The S7 does what for us? Um, we don't know local pricing yet, um, but all the S Pen enhancements, so like cutting the latency down. So here's an interesting thing, right? So Apple has improved the, the latency. So like the time, the time difference between the line being made when you're using the stylus and you actually drawing. So As that you drag latency, the stylus across yeah, the screen is now it down for the line to, to appear. Mm. Yeah, it's now down to nine milliseconds. Samsung has got it down to, which is equivalent to what the Apple Pencil is on the iPads Pro. Um, but <laughs> so Apple will like say, we always wanted the pencil to feel like writing on paper. So we use this clever software trickery and in the next iOS update, you will, or iPadOS update, it will be down to this and that'll be it. Samsung are like, we used AI dot, uh, <laughs> dot processing and <laughs> it automatically predicts where the next thing is going to be and we use the high refresh rate um, and all of this together and you're like jesus dude you've oh lost it's like overly me. technical explanation for something that's just simple yeah 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 I love, okay i love this thing about samsung like i love that they are actual nerds like you look at the yeah, oh, drive, which, which are these these um really interesting they shaped like beans I, we spoke about it already and you've heard about it a lot and they design for you to wear them all day. So they're earbuds, um, wireless earbuds. But they, they, they like went through this whole design. Like it took them years to come to this form factor that will then fit in your ear while being an open earbud. And it has like three different mics that each do something different. And like the little niblet that sits in your thing, in your ear is called the pogo. And they've reduced the ambient noise pick up by like 97% and they've enhanced the audio pass through and enhanced mic arrays. You can use it as a lapel mic now by using, um, if you're using the stock recording app in the Note 20 and S7 and Note 20 Ultra, which is cool. Uh, but I, I just dig, I just dig their nerdiness, but it's just, it's just tiring, man. It's <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, Matt, I feel like we've given them a lot of love. Okay, we've given we them have, a lot of love. We, we spoke about their phones, which are no doubt going to set the world alight for those who can afford it. The tablet, I think, is going to be in the region of 18,000 Rand is my feeling if you want it fully right. loaded. Yeah. The earbuds are going to be up above 3,000 Rand in my yeah. opinion. That's so they not give you the 4,000 Rand voucher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you can join the Samsung club. Yeah, but I mean, this is premium gear and, it, gear, and it does last for a while. So, okay, but we got a lot of other news to cover. Are you done with Samsung, or do you want to go on kissing their ass a bit more? No, I just, I just like the fact that they've now got um, on their on their Watch Three, they're doing like the the three big things where it's like, uh, I will actually refer. So it's return of the rotating bezel, which is the best way to interact with your smartwatch. Absolutely. Watch. don't know um, why they lost They've it. got the yeah. ECG. ECG is certified in South Africa, or at least Apple's ECG is certified in South Africa. And then blood pressure monitoring now as well. So it's like game, set, match. They got it. Um, but got it all. will they succeed? We don't know. Will well, you get battery life coming. more than a day? I don't know. Two Probably weeks, two weeks battery titles. life. Two weeks, two weeks. Oh, beat that. Your GTE. What's the GTE? 
GT2. Oh my good. Yeah. GT2. <laughs> Two weeks battery life. I'm, I'm convinced with your freaking ECG and your rotating bezel, you're still on one day battery life. Imagine charging your watch every single day. What a pain. Okay, yeah, move on, move to, on. You have to deal with Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a watch, man. It's just a watch. <laughs> you have to deal with Huawei. Huawei um, P40 Pro review is going up tomorrow morning. Uh, it is probably going to get burned. Um, yeah, it's not good. I'll, I'll, be leading, to make it I'll be leading the burning. I'll be leading the lynching. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, talking right. about Microsoft, Microsoft want to buy TikTok. Gavin, you have feelings about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys have been following this. I mean, it's so hard to separate out Donald Trump from the US from the global politics, you know, because he's this just this bizarre caricature standing in the middle of all this weird stuff. So TikTok is probably China's single biggest success, bigger even than uh, WeChat. WeChat is huge in China, but not outside of China. TikTok yeah. is just enormous everywhere in the world. TikTok are short videos, um, social media, very popular with younger people. And in fact, me, I just love TikTok. TikTok is my preferred way to fill up. Do you create content though, or are you group? just like one of those those lurkers who just watch a lot of things? Oh and no, no, totally contribute. lurk. <laughs> I totally lurk. I'm obsessed with the rally driving clips with cars like flying over hills and crashing into spectators and stuff like that. Okay, so TikTok is short video bursts, highly, highly successful. I believe they have a billion users worldwide, a hundred million of those in the US alone. Now, when Donald Trump held a rally last month, he got, shall we say, I don't know, undermined by TikTok users who purchased all the free tickets for his concerts and nobody else could get in. And then obviously didn't pitch. It was just a kind of a spoof. Um, so Donald Trump has had it in for TikTok all along. Then a few hackers revealed that TikTok monitors what you put on the clipboard on your phone. And this is seen as a big security breach, except that lots of other apps do exactly the same thing. The problem is it was highlighted because it's China, China, or China. As China. Trump, China, China, Trump <laughs> like China, everything you put bad. put in front of it, then it's something yeah. different. <laughs> so um, India banned China for various reasons, but they banned it before when it's come back. But now because these hackers revealed that TikTok might have security issues, Trump has seized on that and has threatened to ban TikTok in America, mm -hmm. right up there with banning Huawei and banning ZTE and banning anything else that's vaguely Sino anything. Um, but in, unbeknownst to him, Microsoft was in the process of negotiating to buy TikTok, or well, not to buy TikTok outright, but to buy a large number of TikTok's properties in the US and Canada and a few other mm -hmm. strategic markets. Australia, and, uh, New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, they were going to pay $50 billion for that. Yeah. Um, and um, now it's all been kind of scuppered by Trump, except that I think people whispered in Trump's ear, wouldn't it be great if America actually owned and took over this Chinese property and owned it for themselves? You know, instead of having to kowtow to the Chinese, we'll just buy their stuff so they can't have it kind of thing. And in any event, I think it would have been dangerous for him to, to upset the likes of Microsoft. So mm -hmm. he and his people have given Microsoft 45 days to close the deal. And yeah. Microsoft's very confident they are going to close the deal in 45 days. And it could be some people are believing Microsoft's 
most significant acquisition ever, including acquiring LinkedIn and various others. So we'll see where this goes. It's $50 billion on the table. Microsoft to buy TikTok. They've got 45 days to close the deal or else we'll hear from Trump again, I suppose. So here's what I love about this deal. So Satya Nadella comes to Donald Trump and he's like, hey, hey, brother. Um, <laughs> if you know Satya, if you've yeah, ever yeah, seen the Satya keynote, he's so zen. He's like, he's yeah, like a yeah. mixture between Gandhi and like, and Steve Jobs, actually, bizarrely. <laughs> yes, no, quite right, quite right. Very good, yeah. Um, and and he's he kind of catapulted Microsoft into like the new tech age on yep. the back of Azure and yep. Azure, as he likes to say. Um, and Azure Cloud will then absorb all of the TikTok data. They will then delete Microsoft will then delete it on TikTok servers and have all of the US, Canada. Australia, New Zealand, and I think the UK, that data will live like on secure servers within those countries. It's really, really interesting. And if you look at um, the the protection of information, the peer, per, per, protection of personal information. Poppy. Pop, poppy, yeah. Poppy, yeah. And especially how like the, the EU are so hardcore on what GDPR. Do they yes, GDPR. GDPR. Mm. Uh, like these moves really, really so up that service very yeah. nicely according yeah. to all of those regulations. And I, I love that about it. I, I would love to see it um, happen. I, I just want the peace of mind of knowing that like a a known entity who is known to us and one of the biggest when it yeah. comes to like cloud service and cloud security and that sort of thing is handling that data. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, but I mean, the story still has a way to go. I think we probably don't have to dwell much more on it. But um, the story still has 45 days, 45 days to run. So let's see where it goes. Let's so, watch the space. We'll update so talking you. Talking about other stories that are kind of in the air. There's a bidding war going on around ARM right now. So Samsung have kind of chucked their, their hat in the ring and NVIDIA on the other side have chucked their hat in the ring. Where do Okay, so ARM, um, Acorn Risk Microcomputers, they do all of the, the designs for the mobile chips, or at least, yeah, so all of the, the processing. The underlying cores. fundamental yeah. core design, yeah, which then yeah, a lot they, of people enhance quite dramatically, but they yeah. do the, the, the nub of it, yeah. And then all the licensing of like how you compile information to then work on those those designs and everything. So that's that's like all ARM's tech. And I don't know who I want to see get this. Like I know, yeah. Nvidia will probably like in like supercharge it with like Nvidia so magic. Does Qualcomm Qualcomm uses ARM processors? Yes, yes. For yes. So they they so like Qualcomm the is a huge, probably the biggest mobile chip maker in the world still at this point. Mm. Samsung has got to be pushing second. Huawei's been forced to do the same because of Donald Trump. So we probably have at least half a dozen big ARM manufacturers in the world right now, all using yeah. the basic ARM design. Yeah. Okay, if NVIDIA, for example, were to buy ARM, that would enable it to withhold the licensing from Qualcomm, Samsung, and everybody else who's using ARM designs. They might never do that, but they could do that. So whoever buys the ARM, whoever buys ARM could actually take out all its competitors in one step. So as a result, it's come under a lot of scrutiny for anti-competitive practices. Mm. The purchase of ARM might be contingent on them allowing other people to continue using the designs. It's all a bit weird. It just means that whoever owns it really has the kind of crown jewels and the keys to the kingdom in mobile processing right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh 
Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yep. And then moving on, um, AMD, which is <laughs> NVIDIA's big competitor and Intel's yeah. big competitor, like on the on the graphics processor and on the CPU front. Mm. Um, AMD chips, bizarrely, in the new Huawei MateBook D series, so the D14 and D15 is coming to South Africa, um, launched today, or no, on Friday, the 7th. Yes, that comes to okay. market starting at... Crap, I lost my place now. About 13, about 14, I yeah, think. 14, right? 14, yeah, 14,000, 14,000 rand. And rolling with AMD processors, the Ryzen 5s, which is yeah. really, really good. Gavin, make the we, argument, why should everybody get AMD? <laughs> we actually, we, we started in on this last week, and actually we need to devote more time to it. Not this week, but in the end, we'll devote more time to this. Um, Intel has always been the colossus in the industry. Everybody knows Intel, the little blue sticker that was on everybody's computer ever purchased. AMD has been the arch rival, but is a fraction of the size of Intel. And yet in recent days, it's pulled itself up to a point where first its chips drew level with Intel, and now their chips are surpassing Intel for speed, energy efficiency, cooling, a whole lot of um, all the important metrics. AMD has now surpassed Intel, who is this colossus of the industry. And AMD, despite producing far smaller volumes than Intel, has its products coming in much cheaper. AMD, for example, also supplies all the chips in all the game consoles, for example, which are high demand, you know, machines. So it's really interesting to see how AMD, not just on core processors, but also on graphics processors, are crushing Intel. It's much, much bigger rival. And we want to endorse that. We think that Intel has actually held back innovation in the industry because it controlled too much of the market. Mm. And AMD, just through sheer brilliance and dogged determination, has broken the market open again. So now we can see some innovation. Yay. Yeah, All so right. Matebook, Matebook Ds, it's time that you get a D, man. <laughs> get some D. Sorry, that was my, very bad. That was very my, bad. I, I apologize. My next laptop, which I am busy queuing up right now, it will be Is an Asus. Yeah, definitely. No, it will not. Um, it's an HP. I won't go into details, um, but it will be an AMD with you're gonna uh, Ryzen. You're going to get the Dragonfly. You're going <laughs> to get the dra <laughs> Dragonflies are like these paper-thin kind of executive, you know, professional kind of laptops. It'll never do for me. I'll probably break the thing in a week. It's too sensitive for me. Okay, no, but moving on. Like, moving they're on. tough, man. They're tough. They are tough. Yeah, sure. They are beautiful to look at and handle. Beautiful. They We're are. talking about yeah, HP Dragonfly. It like weighs less than a kilogram. It's like thinner than a pad of A4 paper. It's extraordinary. So, Gavin, every week, buddy, we do the incredible deal of the week. I think it is time that I just stomp all over you with my <laughs> As you know, Incredible Connection, um, if you search on their website, if you look at the catalog, the catalog, if you are using it on any digital device, if you're clicking on the products in the catalog, it takes you directly to the website listing. It's an awesome little feature. I really like it. It harkens back to the days when we used to buy newspapers and just for those catalogs, like at the end of the month or whatever, see what sales are going. And this week I found the Sony WH-CH510 Bluetooth headphones in okay. black, 30 millimeter drivers, 4.5 hours full charge time, runtime of 35 hours, charges over USB Type C, Bluetooth 5, one year warranty, 700 bucks. What do you got, Kevin? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> so, um, for my streaming on my TV, my TV, my main TV is getting a bit old now, and so the apps run very slowly on the TV. As a result, I've been using a set-top box 
to do my uh, video streaming, something that Lindsay strongly advocates. He thinks just get an all, get a best TV you can, but get your your TV smarts done in a separate set-top box. He uses an Apple TV, I believe. I've yes. never been a fan of the Apple TV. I won't go into the details here. But most of the good set-top boxes use Android as an operating system. And this box also <laughs> uses Android. What? What's the what? good? What's so funny about that? There's no such thing as a good Android set-top box. Anyway. Oh, did I touch you on your studio again? Okay, right. <laughs> moving on. Okay, so this Android box is made by Xiaomi. Uh, Xiaomi, a huge manufacturer in China, it's struggling to get its phones into the market here. Fabulous phones. I'm busy using one at the moment. Oh, I don't have it to hand or else I'll show it to you. It's a Redmi Note 9, I think it's called. Uh, fabulous, fabulous phone. Xiaomi, very strong brand name. They also make these set-top boxes. This one is the Xiaomi Mi Box, M-I Mi Box, S Ultra HD 4K Media Box. They make a couple of different variants. This one does 4K. And, you know, you might not be into 4K. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But this box will have the processing power to decode extremely high-resolution video streams. That's what you want. Um, it runs Android version 8, which is neither here nor there. It's perfectly adequate to the job. And what it has over things like the Apple TV is it will accept external storage. So you can stick flash drives into it. You can even plug in entire hard drives and so on, things that, Apple TV, for whatever, for whatever reason, doesn't want to do. So um, consider the Xiaomi Mi Box S Ultra HD 4K Media Box for the price of 1,600 Rand running Android. 1,600 Rand, Gavin. You disappoint me. <laughs> what is, that, is that too much for you? So your, your, your base level uh, Apple TV now costs what? About two, uh, two, two and, and a bit? Two and a half thousand Rand. Yes, but that's besides the point, model. Gavin. So <laughs> my, my problem with these Android box, and the one that you recommend is actually really good, and your yes. reasoning is sound. You want the Thank 4K you. one because I've seen the other one um, that I have recommended in the past just completely hang up on people after a couple of months of use. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's the problem that I have with, with the Android boxes is like they just get so slow eventually because, yeah, I mean, sure. the processes that are put in there are not sure. really well optimized for like the Android thingy. It's just people trying to sh sell Android boxes to people. Agreed. Um, but talking about other places where you can save a lot of money, I know everyone is at home. We've said this in the past. Like if you're doing work from home, you have school kids, um, kids at school, you're printing out a bunch of stuff right now, and you need to get yourself an Ecotank or at least an ink tank printer so it's refillable with um, ink vials that you can buy like pretty much anywhere. Um, the Epson L3110 3-in-1 Ecotank printer, it's really oh. good. Those are great. Those are really great. The Epson L series are superb. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's a, it's a good consumer level one. And that is coming at you for a price of 3,800 Rand. But the savings that you will make on like refilling that ink is just going to be, it's going to multiply. Yeah. I mean, I actually have not that exact model, but a different one, Epson L series. And I find I don't hesitate to print things in color because I figured yeah. out that actually it's so cost efficient, even when it comes time to replace the ink, they're about less than 200 Rand a bottle and yeah. well worth it because it lasts for well over a year, yeah. you know, so great value. And I don't hesitate to print things in color. My the photos only, are fantastic. The mm. only problem I have with Epson though, is where you can buy, I'll say, if you have an ink tank printer, just buy like off, off brand refillable ink. Like you're not gonna notice okay. the difference, except for Epson's black, because <laughs> they have that pure black, 
pixel yeah. or that pigment. Um, yeah. And that is just something special. So like it if really you buy is. all the, the your CM your CMY colors, like something else, buy the the Epson Epson black one. <laughs> okay, I difference. hope you're not recommending people buy <laughs> off-brand inks for their printers, Lindsay. I've just bought person. off-brand ink for my for my brother with the individual okay. cartridges. Come back and, and tell us how he fared in two months' time. Doing really, really well. Okay. Is he printing and pictures on photo paper? Is he printing photos on photo paper? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm just printing stamp okay. things. And yeah, it saved me. It it cost me the same to buy the full set, CMYK set, than it would for me to buy an individual color of the official brother stuff. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm I'm a I'm a believer because I mean you know I'm printing out boring boring ass business documents and makes no difference. But yeah. what I found is that because color printing has become so cost effective, I'm more willing to print out photos. And then you really do want the best possible result. Look, we have run pretty long, but yeah. I'm quite keen to give out my um my how to tip of the week yeah can yes, i do this because i think this one will it. even surprise you i was shocked to discover this entirely by accident you go to google and you search on internet speed test just yeah it brings up a little panel and you just press a button there and it tests your internet speed and reports immediately so you don't have to use ookla which is the famous speed test app or any other app you can just use google type in internet speed test it will offer you a button. You press the button and it shows you how your internet is doing. Upload and download speed and latency and other things. Which, you know, when something's going wrong on your computer, you need to know whether it's your internet connection that's causing the problem. Here's a simple way to do it. In Google, search for internet speed test. Click on the button they offer you. All right, that's my tip for the week. Cool. Yeah, my broadband's one is really well. Um, just oh, because yes. yeah. of the data that it provides in terms of like surveying average speed tests like for network providers. I had a really long chat with um, Jamie McCain, um, who's the deputy editor there now, who's the mm. editor now. I think he's the editor now. Um, mm. And he explained to me like the lengths that they went through to create that sort of thing. And I think for just in terms of, of coverage of the network operators and seeing where you're going to get your best speeds and your best deals, I think serving that sort of information back um, to the community is really important. Um, yeah, so that's that's, okay. that's just my, but like any speed test, man, oh, I cool. use, yeah, I, I love I love the Google one. It's quick, it's fast, it's it's not even dirty. It's just quick. Yeah, and <laughs> quick and fast. Yeah, but right. yeah, that, that's enough for this week. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, still processing note 20 i'm still wondering how they doing the 5g thing if it's like dual sim with dual 5g standby or if it's eSIM. i'll get all those details and get back to you next week on that gavin i am sharpshooters on social media s-h-a-r-p-s-c-h-u-t-t-e-r-s that's where you'll find all of my note 20 coverage from the live stream i was live vlogging that thing on my twitters and that opinion is the website that opinion guy on youtube where you will catch my p40 pro review i promise you it's a party gavin what's going on with you um <laughs> I am indulging in mid-range phones. I'm especially enjoying the new Xiaomi, which I'll tell you about in more detail next week. Xiaomi Redmi. Uh, mm. I'll tell you about that next week. And I also have the new Vivo and one or two others. I also have the LG Velvet. I need to tell you about all of these phones, but uh, look out for them in Tech Magazine where we're doing a feature on mid-range phones. Okay. Cool. Sweet, Kevin. Good. We're over and out. Cheers, guys. <laughs>